0: This is the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz, and the Seahawks were in Baffle on Saturday for a mock game between the blue team, mostly starters, and the green team, the backups. Though the backups team won, it was the blue team that was up 20-3 to before there was some help from the officials as well as the head coach to allow the green team a chance to get back in the game. The green team won 23-20 to when Jazz Ferguson caught his second touchdown pass from Geno Smith. Russell Wilson returned from his grandfather's funeral, which caused him to miss practice on Friday. And he was 11 of 17 in his six drives for the blue team. Two drives ended in touchdowns and two ended with field goals by Jason Myers. Wilson was on the podium after the mock game on Saturday, along with head coach Pete Carroll. Let's start in with the Seahawks coach, who helped to orchestrate some excitement at the end of the game.
1: First off, um This was really a nice event for us and I hope it was also for the fans and for the people of Bothell. It's a great little stadium right here, great tradition and all, and it made it a really special day for us too. Fans were good, good noise, good good, uh, volume for us. It helped us throughout. So uh, we we were in uh, some silent count stuff because of the crowd. So that's, that's fitting, that's fitting. So it's a really good day. We made it through, uh, it looks like we made it through real healthy, too, which is great. That's as important as anything right now.
0: So what did Coach Carroll like the most from Saturday's practice?
1: Uh, it seemed like we moved the ball a little bit. You know, we got we, offense was, was doing some stuff. But it's really hard on the defense because you, you see they can't tackle and they can't make their big hits. But uh, I thought the offense did okay. Uh, the young guys little, get started a little slow, you know, at the line of scrimmage with a couple penalties and stuff. But we cleaned up and uh, I thought everything looked pretty smooth.
0: Team performance dietitian Andrea Vanderwood was the celebrity coach for the green team and made the call to go for the win at the end rather than play for the tie, Pete Carroll was asked about his impressions of the two backup quarterbacks, Geno Smith and Paxton Lynch.
1: Well, both guys seemed to, they, they hit some stuff, you know, things moved out a tremendous finish for uh, for Geno there, you know, to do that. And, and you know, it was a great onside uh, kick opportunity there that we seized, you know. And Coach Andrew <laughs> took care of that by going for it. She also wanted to go for it right there with three seconds left instead of go for the tie. So we had to do it. And uh, I thought uh, Geno did really nice, bringing us down stretch.
0: Late in the game, Austin Calitro was called for pass interference while covering running back Travis Homer in the end zone. With pass interference now being a reviewable call, Coach Carroll worked through the process on how they might handle those types of calls in the preseason.
1: Well, that's what we were talking about. You know, we, were, we made Phil McKinley, uh, uh, Alberto Riveron, and he was talking for New York and, and he went along with the crew. You no, know, yeah, big, big surprise there. Um, but yeah, we, we're trying to get in the mode for, you know what that's going to be like and, uh, yeah, for sure, that was one of the ones there was a couple of them down
0: there. Jazz Ferguson had a 42-yard touchdown from Geno Smith. Trey Flowers was defending on that play and tipped the pass that went into Ferguson's hands.
1: Um, I don't know what happened down there. He, he, I think he tried to tip the ball away. Um, it was a big play by the offense for sure. I can't tell you I see the film.
0: Ferguson, who caught the winning touchdown pass after Pete Carroll awarded an unplayed onside kick to the green team, was apparently in trouble with his weight in minicamp but he made the correction before the start of training camp.
1: He came back uh, 12 pounds lighter than he was at minicamp, so he got the message. Um, he's competing. He did a nice job today. missed some nice plays.
0: Puna Ford got the crowd fired up when he pulled down a Geno Smith pass that had bounced off the crossbar and back onto the field. Not knowing, or maybe not caring, that it was a dead ball, Ford ran the length of the field as if it were an interception. Coach Carroll was asked for his reaction to the play.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, no, I'm counting on that. He's going to do that again sometime. He looked pretty good. Now he was a running back in high school,
0: so that you know. So maybe that's a tease that we could see Puna Ford in at running back at some point in the season. How did he look as a pass rusher?
1: Well, he, he's a developing pass rusher. We're really looking for his play in the running game, but we're not we're not counting him out. If you remember, like Jay Reed you know, play the run really well for us the first couple of years. And then it's really developed. We're hoping to see that kind of progress. We'd like to see it earlier than, you know, two or three years. So we're really after it and hoping he can do something for us.
0: Russell Wilson made a whirlwind trip to his grandfather's funeral on Friday, making it back for Saturday's mock game. How did Wilson do at managing the situation?
1: Um, about as well as you can, you know, under the circumstances, um, I mean, he went across country back and forth in a day and got back here, performed great today. Um, I asked him, was it hard on him? He says, no, I'm made for this. So, you know, he can have that kind of stuff. He handles his mentality so well that he over, you know, he just overrides whatever's going on around him so he can get through, and he did, it. did a great job today.
0: While Barkevius Mingo played primarily as a linebacker in 2018, he's now shifted to a starter on the defensive line. What has Coach Carroll seen from Mingo as he makes the transition?
1: Well, we've really centered his focus on rushing the passer and take it, took it away from the linebacker spot, knowing that he can go back there and help us. And He's an emergency guy to play there without question um he, he uh just the dedicated work and the focus uh, the drilling um just just his mentality totally on rushing the passer has already shown up uh, he, he's got fantastic speed he's got great length he has an incredible motor and he works so hard so we're just working at his game and hoping he can be a factor he's we know he can rush we want to see if we can make him a really good rusher that can be a big factor so uh, he's getting a great shot at it
0: Keenan reynolds has made the transition to wide receiver in the nfl and is coming into his second season with Seattle. How did Reynolds' performance look?
1: Uh, He continues to do good stuff. He can do everything. He plays every position. A really smart kid, and he comes through. So he's doing a nice job. This is a really competitive receiver group. Um, It's going to be great to see what happens all the way through preseason.
0: Another player going into his second season with the team is running back Rashad Penny. Penny's going to be sharing carries with Chris Carson this season. How was Penny's game today?
1: Yeah, I thought both both the runners on on the blue team did really well. Um, they got good space and made some good things happen. Like Chris had a couple of really nice runs as well. Rashad's doing great. Rashad came back uh, um, with his weight in, in a place where he, his body fat was way down from where it was before. He had a great offseason. He's stronger and faster than he's been. Uh, he looks really, really good right now. We're really excited about him.
0: And closing things out by talking about the tight end group, Coach Carroll was asked about Jacob Hollister and how he feels about him having a chance at competing for a spot on the 53-man roster at tight end.
1: Uh, without a question, you know, Jake, Jake continues to do good stuff. Uh, his mobility is, it stands out. Uh, he's catching the football really well. We like moving him around. You can see he's played all kinds of different uh, spots today. So uh, he's, he's doing a nice job.
0: And check out FieldGoals.com as John Gilbert has the story with Jackson Harris and Wes Saxton signed to join the team at tight end. Tyrone Swoops and Justin Johnson were waived with an injury designation. Did that make it tough dealing with working in Harris and Saxton into the scrimmage?
1: We brought in two guys yesterday, and they played half the scrimmage. I don't know how the heck they did that. I was actually dogging the other tight end. How come it's taking you guys six months to get there, and these guys did it in one day? So, uh, but they did great today, and uh, Coach McPherson deserves a lot of credit for getting those guys coached up. Uh, they didn't sleep last night.
0: That brings us to some of the injury questions that came up in the press conference. Although it appeared the Seahawks made it through the mock game without any major injuries, there were a few players who sat out, including rookie wide receiver D.K. Metcalf, and rookie linebacker Cody Barton. Yeah, DK.
1: Uh, the last play of practice yesterday he got a little oblique strain, and uh, he's been banged up a couple. you know, He's banged on a couple of things. We thought it was just the right thing to go ahead and get him this break t- today and tomorrow, and, and get him back uh, next week. Yeah, Cody's got a groin uh, strain. It's a first-degree groin strain. It's going to take him a few more days, though. He's not quite back yet. Uh, he's had a fantastic camp so far and off and, and all that. Um, so he, he's, he'll probably he'll, he'll it'll be close for this weekend.
0: With the Seahawks off on Sunday, will we see Metcalf back in practice on Monday?
1: I'm not sure about that, but that we're shooting for that.
0: Defensive tackle Jaron Reed also sat out.
1: He's got a he got some, I don't know, knee or something like that. Just bang, but he's, he just needs a break
0: for the day. Return specialist J.D. McKissick didn't make it on the field for the mock game either.
1: He had a guy falling on, on the back of his foot. He's got, a, sore, he got a, a mild foot sprain.
0: Veteran tight end Ed Dixon was also out
1: it's got to need us a little bit it's bothering him a little bit we're keeping him uh, keeping him off we did MRI stuff and all that we're, we're taking a look at it we're gonna break him for a couple days and see, what, and see what we
0: got and moving on to quarterback Russell Wilson who also took to the podium after the game with his grandfather's funeral on Friday he was asked about the loss of his grandfather
2: uh, well thank you first of all I, I, um, it was great obviously um, you know it was a, a celebration of his life my, my grandfather's life you know 94 years old born in 1925 you know seen a lot done a lot um you know, a lot of special things he's done, and I think the legacy that he left uh, was an amazing one. Uh, being president of Norfolk State for 22 years, uh, you know, crazy story. My grandmother told this story, which I already knew, but um, my grandmother was telling me this story. Dr. Lucius was telling me this story last night. She said uh, she said at the funeral, she said one of the things she said was, you know, when, when my grandmother and him first met, uh, you know, it was, it was Uncle Ben, who was 16 years old. It was my dad, who was 12. I think uh, Uncle John, who was... Uh, I think my Uncle John was eight and, and Uncle Richard was, was three years old. And, uh, you know, they had no mom. You know, and I think I think one of the things is that uh, for my grandfather to be able to raise those, uh, you know, to raise my dad, to raise my uncles, uh, to be such the man that he was, to be the leader that he was, uh, was inspirational. So many people, as I was there, um, just kind of talked about how inspirational he was, how he inspired people. And, um, you know, that's what I want to do with my life, you know, just be inspired and to, to leave memories. And the reality is that we're all going to we're all going to be, you know, gone someday, and you know what? What, what can we leave uh, for memories, and how can we, you know, how can we make an impact on the world? And I think he was able to do that. Uh, you know, so inspirational to me and so many other people. So um, I know he's in a good place. I know he's up there with my dad right now, and they're probably hanging out watching the Hawks. So
0: it's cool. Making that trip in such a short time. How important was it to Russell to be out there for Saturday's mock game?
2: It was uh, super important. Obviously, I don't like missing practice very often, uh, ever. <laughs> um, but uh sometimes in life life's more important than anything else we do and family and everything so um you know to go back home and, and to uh to go back home and, and see see my family and everything else and just to celebrate his life with them um it was a quick 20 a quick 20 20 hours 24 hours um but it was worth it that's for sure and uh you know I so many memories that we have left
0: russell was asked what he thought of the scrimmage
2: i thought it was great i thought obviously coming out here was amazing uh you know, this is cool. We should do this more often, I think, just to get out, change the scenery a little bit, just have all the fans. Uh, it feels like it's a, you know, a, a big-time state championship football game or something. Um, so it was really cool. Uh, my first time ever doing it here, um, so it was a lot of fun. So hopefully the fans really enjoyed it. We got a lot of good situational stuff. Uh, guys made a lot of good plays and everything else, and, uh, and it was cool just to, uh, to get out in the field again.
0: Since the game was away from their practice facility at the Virginia Mation Athletic Center and up in Bothell, were they able to accomplish what they needed to get done being away from their usual spot?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we got we got here, you know, got our normal kind of warm-up thing on. And really, to be honest with you, it's just good to get in game mode, uh, to feel that emotion, to feel that feeling, to feel the game competitively. Um, you know, it's not the same thing. We're not laying each other out, hitting each other like crazy. Uh, but it's just good. And it's good to have the crowd as intense and as loud as the stadium was and everything else. That was, that was great for us, getting ready to go for next week. And playing our first preseason game in in CenturyLink. We play at CenturyLink, right? Okay, I am want to make sure. Uh, But playing at CenturyLink, which is going to be really cool, coming back home. So uh, we're fired up about that.
0: Bob Condota of the Seattle Times reported that Jacob Hollister had four catches for 47 yards on Saturday. What's his impression of the young tight end?
2: Oh, man, he's quick as a cat. He's catching the ball extremely well. He's getting open. Um, He's making a lot of great plays, you know, as you saw today. Uh, In the past several days, you know, he had a great practice yesterday. Uh, The days before, he's been great. I mean, he's... Uh, he comes in with a great professionalism, great vision of the game. He gets open. He knows how to separate. Got great speed. So he's doing a great job for us.
0: Wide receiver Keenan Reynolds had two catches for 42 yards, according to the Seattle Times. What were Wilson's thoughts on the former Navy quarterback?
2: You know, one of the things I was saying, um, you know, this summer was that Keenan, his leadership is just out the roof. You know, just I, I think it's probably uh, where he comes from, you know, his background being in the Naval Academy and everything else. I think just who he is. Um, Say again. Not really. <laughs> but I just think I just think that just his, uh, his ability just to lead a group of men, you know, and to be down in, uh, in, San, in San Diego, California, and just him working his tail off, and that was really cool just to see this offseason. Um, he's a tremendous athlete, tre- tremendous competitor. Uh, he made a lot of great plays. He had, ran that corner route. That was sweet. Kind of laid it out in front of him so he could go get it and made a great play before the guy cl- closed on him, made some other great plays. He's been special for us, and uh, it's going to be a really cool competitive preseason
0: And with Reynolds having experience as a quarterback, does Russell feel like that helps him on the field as a receiver?
2: Yeah, I think so for sure. I think his ability to see the game, I think his knowledge of the game, uh, you know, he really understands it. And he has that work ethic and he has that mental aptitude to understand and what what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, And that's always great to see. That's for sure.
0: And there you have it. Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson from the podium. Be sure and check out FieldGoals.com. John Gilbert has the winners and losers from the Seahawks Saturday scrimmage. Tyler Olson has an article about John Schneider and how he may have his groove back in being able to select some picks later on in the draft and how difficult it is to find picks after the fourth round and just how good Schneider has been lately at seemingly finding some players like Chris Carson, David Moore, Tedrick Thompson in 2017 and then in 2018 with Jacob Martin, Michael Dixon, Trey Flowers and Will Disley. Thank you for listening. If you find value in these episodes as well as our Seahawkers podcast episodes, you can become a member of the flock at getintheflock.com. Check it out there and go, Hawks.